Hey everybody, welcome back to the Athos Podcast. Going to be talking about how Warby Parker disrupted the eyewear market. It's from thestrategystory.com. So, if you remember, we did the Warby Parker, the new to the new IPO to the market here. So we're going to talk about what they did to get to that point as a company, big and successful. So if you ever owned a pair of prescription eyeglasses or sunglasses, there's a huge chance they've been made on a shop floor called a company called Luxottica. So never heard that name before, but I'm sure you would have heard brands like Ray-Ban, Oakley, Persol, Chanel, or DKNY. They're all made by the same company, the Luxottica Mafia, as a, as a, this guy wrote it. Chuckles. Uh, the behemoth controls a major chunk of the market, generating over 11.2 billion US uh, US dollars in revenue every year and the market has a valuation of about 58 billion. Enters Warby Parker, an American online retailer prescription glasses and sunglasses based in New York. They absolutely disrupted the eyewear market. So what's the hype about the unique business model Warby Parker? Okay, so Warby Parker has positioned itself in segments in which Luxottica operates, giving Luxottica a run for their money, but how? So Warby Parker realized that shopping eyeglasses was a social experience where buyers took the opinions of friends and family before making buying decisions. Hence, Warby Parker wanted to replicate this buying experience in an online shopping, uh, also make it the product affordable. This was done by integrating offline and online buying processes. They offered their client convenience of giving them five frames to try. The buyer wore them, talked about them, and posted them on social media. Warby Parker was ready to disrupt the industry and change the way people buy. They went right to social media. So since monopolies are Goliath, why did a monopolist like Luxottica disrupt? The answer is straightforward. Therefore, monopolies don't have an incentive to disrupt, right? They don't have an incentive their model. So when there's less competition, monopolists don't bother to innovate. Sales happen organically without external effort. Monopolists only focus on optimizing existing services and value chain for higher profit. Being a monopoly, Luxottica charged customers 20 times 20 time the cost of their products, a $13 frame for a whopping $300. In a monopoly, the profits are usually invested in improving the channel, marketing, and service, but unfortunately not on innovation. So a new entrant like Warby Parker was free to innovate. They adopted the Blue Ocean strategy. Blue Ocean strategy is a simultaneous pursuit of differentiation at low cost to open up a new market space, create new demand, and it's about creating capturing the uncontested market space, therefore making the competition irrelevant. If that makes sense. So the strategy is simultaneous pursuit of differentiation differentiation at low cost to open up a new market space and create new demand. This is very, very common with every company, even big corporations. When they break into a new market, this is exactly what they do. It's about creating and capturing uncontested market space. They're making competition irrelevant. So leverage existing platforms and position themselves as a lifestyle brand. The business model of Warby Parker allowed the brand to showcase itself as a lifestyle choice and quirky, hip, fashionable brand. To get off to a quick start, the strategy was to lever the platforms of established brands and insiders. This has helped them to position themselves as a leading player and gain inter- <clears throat> initial traction through word of mouth. The company tied up with the fashion magazines, eyewear designers, and PR agencies to get into the inner circles. GQ even called them the Netflix of eyewear. Customers swarmed it on the website. Customers made 
beelines and Warby Parker ran out of stock. Such was the impact that they had to clean beer. Their one-year target in just three months it still had 20,000 customers on the wait list. Once Warby invited a few editors and 30 models from around the New York area to, pub, uh, to New York Public Library, these models were dressed in Warby glasses with blue books in their hands and displayed the names of the glasses that they were wearing. Pretty cool. Uh, great customer experience brings loyalty and free marketing. The primary target group is excited, hip, fashionable, millennial aged between 25 and 34. This target demographic is online, socially active, and overshare and does a lot of conversations. These youngsters have a bustling loyalty to the brand. Just to give perspective, Warby Parker's buyers complete more than 1.4% order per year, an average of buying 1.5 units per order. The company truly upped the game of customer experience when Warby Parker knew that shopping is more of an experience than an activity. Um, honest marketing, fun-filled transparency. The founders knew that their customers and millennials are honest and look for more personal connections with the brand. Hence, to implement the strategy, Warby Parker connects with its customers by creating more memorable experiences with the help of personal, quirky, and fun content. Um, cause marketing, the, uh, the do-good strategy. Warby Parker has a mission of alleviating the problem impaired vision and has contributed by donating one pair of eyeglasses for every pair brought bought excuse me as per its website over seven million pairs of glass have been distributed throughout the world over buy a pair give a pair program Warby Parker's success is not only because it's creating a wonderful product at an affordable price it's a combination of innovative ideas creating memorable experiences and using technology to solve a problem Warby Parker's focus on positioning itself as a lifestyle brand and building an experience around the brand was pivotal in its brand success by providing an unmatched experience supplemented with social commitment to serve further by its brand philosophy. The whole idea created an army of brand ambassadors who go out of their way to share their Warby Parker stories in their network. There you go. That's how Warby Parker, in short, cracked into a market that was dominated by a monopoly, the the Luxata excuse me luxotica mafia all right everybody thanks for listening take care bye